Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. This is The Athletic Baseball Show on The Athletic Podcast Network. Swings here and he drives one deep in the center. Puig is racing back, still going back. He looks up, it's gone! Over the center field wall for Hunter Pence. Pence will touch them all and score them all. A grand slam for Hunter Pence. It's not easy when it's tough. That's when you find out what you're made of. You get so much Brisbee in your ears if you want it. If you want Brisbee, oh gosh, you get it. Anybody want coffee? I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Yes! 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 I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. You're listening to The Baseball Barista with Hunter Pence and Grant Brisby on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome to The Athletic Baseball Show. This is The Baseball Barista with Hunter Pence and Grant Brisby. I am Grant Brisby. I'm here with Hunter Pence. Hunter, how are you doing? What's happening, Grant? I am pumped for this show. I'm <laughs> pumped for the 2021 season. Opening day, baby. Let's get it. Yeah, no, that's how I, I figured you would, you would feel. You are excited for this. And so let's just introduce ourselves because you are Hunter Pence. You have varied interests. You have, you're an entrepreneur. You have coffee business. You have Pineapple Labs on the side. You have video games. You're a Twitch streamer. You love your board games. You love a lot of things, but you're here on purpose. This, you're not here by court order. This is not part of some work release program. You want a podcast. Why do you want a baseball podcast? Why do you want to be a baseball podcaster? First off, Grant, you're using too big of words for me. Entrepreneur is way too far advanced. I do things that I love to do. I love baseball. I love playing games. I love competing. So board games, obviously, uh, just a great fun around you know family and friends. I grew up on board games. Yeah, I love, obviously, baseball. I love talking baseball. I love sharing a lot of this stuff. I was very fortunate to be a kid who had a dream and loved baseball, and I got to do what I love, but I was not only just a player, I've always been a fan. And so now the fan hunter, with all of the experience and the crazy cool experiences, and now I get to talk to great minds and baseball fans like you and all of the fans out there. I love coffee, like you said. I'm highly caffeinated, as you can tell. And uh, yeah, this is just, uh, it, it's a, a passion project or a love project or you know just doing the things that I enjoy. Awesome. Awesome. And I think when we're talking about the show, there's going to be some analysis. There's going to be some stories. It's going to be a mix of all this stuff. And it's perfect because I come from this fan background, you know, where I started as a fan blogger, uh, you know, 2005 or 2006, and I've worked my way up, but there's still so much I don't know. There's still, I know what it's like to be on the couch. I know what it's like to pump my fist. I've since then become a, a nice and tidy professional and, and I've become more of a serious journalist. But at the same time, like, there's just so much I don't know. Like, there is just, I have like a question in my notes. I have notes to ask you. If Lance Lynn comes up, like I want to ask a question about Lance Lynn and what it, what it's like to face him. We'll get to that. But there's just stuff like that, little nuggets. Oh my that gosh. 
you know, I just, I want to pick your brain. I want to have fun. So that's where I'm coming from. I want to just sort of have the experience to be able to pick your brain. Well, I'm so excited that you brought up Lance Lynn first and foremost, because he is one of the most interesting men in the world and just an absolute pleasure. Like it was so awesome to get to play with him for a year. So I'm glad you brought him up. Many stories. And I hope you bring up many of those things that like deep in the cave that I don't even remember until you bring him up of like wild stories of Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn is the biggest teddy bear ever for four days. And then on the fifth day, becomes an absolute psycho like loses his mind you don't know who he is he's this crazy grizzly bear like it's like the freaking werewolf or something when he's starting he becomes the werewolf and then afterwards he's this like cute and cuddly puppy that's laughing and really smart and helpful and just doing his thing but you know I was kind of like you I started off as a kid who could barely afford you know ate ramen noodles and you know couldn't afford to clean my clothes and played in sweaty dirty clothes at Texarkana Junior College I made a decision I was going to do everything I could to play as long as I could because I loved it and uh, I was just going to give it all I had I had no idea how far it would go I was like hoping I could get to college maybe get through that and one thing led to another but I dedicated I decided and dedicated and then now all of a sudden uh, I had this crazy career looking back that I I could have never dreamed in my wildest dreams, met so many crazy people, learned so much. And guess what? With all of the focus and the studying and baseball on my mind for 20 some years straight, all in, all day, it's a question that doesn't have an answer. And that's why we love to talk about it and we love to constantly <laughs> seek this answer. But hitting, there is no answer. It's a mystery. You can never master. Even Barry Bonds got out a ton and this dude had some of the most insane numbers. Nobody's done it like him. They all get out a ton. All of the pitchers, they don't win every game. There's no undefeated baseball player. Unless uh, the 28-0 Juco team I just talked about. But uh, they're probably going to lose at some point. <laughs> So that's what's so fun about this game. It's a mystery, an unsolved mystery that we love to continue to try to solve. And uh, sometimes it works out because one team out of 30 has to win. It's not a puzzle to be solved. It's a sport that just revels in kicking your, your butt. I mean, exactly. over and over and over again. And, and you got to get used to it. And every year, 29 out of 30 teams are going to be sad. That's the experience. And when I'm growing up, the Giants were always sad. Every year, until I have like gray hairs. I think I had gray hairs in 2010. Like I'm that old. Hey, you know, they, they were sad before then, but I'm still a fan. I'm still enjoying it because that's the whole point of baseball. So I'm glad you bring that up. It's not an easy game. Easy is kind of an opinion that we throw out around out there. It's definitely like, like you said, I like the, a puzzle that's never complete. That's a better way to put it, you know, because ease and difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult to succeed and to get a hit. And there's so many variables and so much variance, but it is fun to try to master. And like in sports and in competition, as you like go deeper, it's all about, you know, mastering yourself and being able to handle the ebbs and flows and being able to believe. Because if you think about it, the one in 30 teams is going to win the whole thing. And every single one of those teams is answering to reporters, answering to doubt. And there's so much doubt and like disbelief and tough moments that every team, like even, you know, I, I hate to bring this up, Grant, but even the Dodgers winning last year, I'm sure the whole year, because they've had so many great years, they're like, well, are you going to actually win the World Series? Are you going to actually win the World? I'm sure they had all of this doubt over and over and over, year in and year in and year in. And every team that wins it all has to face that and overcome it. So it teaches you how to master yourself. But let's get into the nuts and bolts, Grant. Let's talk about some of the exciting moves, some of the teams that have a lot to look forward to. In spring training, I've been following it, and I did a little bit more deep dive, not a ton, but there's a lot of interesting storylines, and I always love – everyone wants to, like, discredit spring training, and I always try to solve the riddle. Once again, I'm always trying to put this puzzle piece together that can't be put together. But I think there's things that you can 
definitely take from spring trainings and you can feel like underneath energy of teams coming up on the rise. You can feel that and you can see it in spring. So I want to talk a little bit about that. What have you seen? What are you excited for so far this opening day? Yeah, no, you were telling me you were geeking out a little bit on spring training. You, you were saying uh, that you were I always just, do. yeah, you were just sort of like reading the tea leaves, so to speak. Let's pick an NL team and an AL team to watch, to follow. Not necessarily your pick to click or anything weird, but for me, so the Padres are obviously the hot team, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk about the Padres if you want to. They are fascinating. But for me, I'm fascinated by the Cardinals, and I'll tell you why. Because the Cardinals have such a history of, at the very least, being like a little better than okay. And they're starting with a, a starting outfield that has like a combined... 300 games experience or something bananas. They've got Justin Williams, Dylan Carlson, and Tyler O'Neill. That's just like Tyler O'Neill is the old guy in the group. And so are the Cardinals going to do that Cardinals thing where you turn around in August and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, yeah, no, Tyler O'Neill, that, that guy, of course, he's a middle of the order hitter. Like that's just what the Cardinals do. Or are they sort of like over their skis right now? Are they, are they biting off a little more too, than they can chew? Well, I mean, that's kind of the thing when you go into these seasons. You get what you have. You take advantage of what you have. And I'm sure these kids are young and talented. Like Tyler O'Neill has like massive like light tower power. You know, this is a big boy. You know, but you got to give them the at-bats. You got to give them the chance to succeed. And if they don't, it's like, let's see what happens. Like, we trust this talent. We trust these kids. Let's put them in the fire. And that's the only way, you know, like, for a bird to fly, it's got to jump eventually. But... I don't think that like they're counting on these young outfielders to carry the load when you got Paul Goldschmidt, Yadier Molina, Nolan Arenado, who's got something to prove. I think the Cardinals are one of those teams that is exceptionally exciting to follow this year. They're not like coming into this season like we need our outfielders to carry the load. So they can be like, all right, we have these dudes that are like tried and true and consistent, and we're gonna count on them. And at the end of the day, we're the Cardinals. We're gonna play defense. Get out there. And if you're, if you're not playing defense, then there's a major issue. Like hitting, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Cardinals pitch and play defense. And they have just solid pitching coaching, solid catching. Obviously, Yadier Melina knows how to handle a staff, get the most out of these guys. They have Wainwright, the leadership. They got the whole thing. So they're definitely... Let's play defense. Let's let our big boys that are consistent, that are tried and true, carry the load. And the Cardinals are just going to be good. That's just, they're good. And now they got electricity with the Arenado storyline. So I love it. They're just always there. They're always there. You know, they might not be winning 95 games. They might not be winning 100, but they're always there. They're all, you never want to go into St. Louis with a, you know, and face them because they're always pretty darn good. All right. Give me a, a National League team. Give me a National League team that you're looking at these days. I mean, there's a lot. So, like, jumping into, like, just one National League team, I, I, I got to hit you with, like, a plethora here. Please, and, uh, plethora, just some of the storylines that I'm in love with. Obviously, Padres is super exciting. Jace Tingler, their manager, I absolutely love him. One of my favorite guys in all baseball I've ever worked with. I'm on the Tingler train. They're all in. And they got the electricity, young talent, the Tatis. They got him signed. Keep him healthy. They got just... Blake Snell, one of the fiercest competitors. I love them getting Blake Snell on top of, you know, already the the Clevenger, Lamette. Man, they got some starting pitching. I know they traded away some of that young, talented bullpen. And to me, I'm a, I'm a bullpen fanatic. So obviously the Padres are going to be fun to watch. I think they're going to be good. They're going to be in the playoffs. And it's just going to be like, how healthy are you at the end of the year? And uh, let's, let's watch them. They're going to be exciting games. Hopefully it's uh, Slam Diego again. But... The NL East is where 
there's just so much there's so it's so tightly knit i'm gonna say i know this is probably boring because every year you like the mets you know and the mets are great and i'm very excited about francisco lindor so if i was gonna say the team that i'm gonna be watching the most is gonna be the mets like i want to see his leadership in that clubhouse because he's electric watching him play on the field he's got one of the most like blessed athleticism movements that i've ever seen it's like this it's literally just the grace of like athleticism and movement is absurd with him he's so stylish he's so swaggy he's got the smile and i can tell that he's a leader so putting that leadership in the clubhouse is going to be i'm going to attribute it to like the mookie bets to the dodgers like you can tell that his leadership impacted that clubhouse in a major way so i'm watching closely the mets and francisco lindor but my pick in the nl east is obviously the braves and I know it's boring because everyone's like, you know, they overlook the Braves a lot. I, I shouldn't say that as boring, but like Charlie Morton, this is a killer on the mound. And they just brought him in. He's a quiet killer. Like this dude's afraid of nothing. This dude's won World Series. He's come in in Game 7. He's just always clutch in the World Series. No matter what his regular season, he just seems to get on these teams that are in the postseason. This is who you want in a dogfight. This is like, you know, like that Madison Bumgarner in the big game. Charlie Morton's that status and they have all the talent and they're there every year and they just keep like not quite making it. This is the guy that gets you over the hump and that was a huge pickup. I love Drew Smiley as well. If he stays healthy, they have bullpen, they have starting pitching, they have the Acuna, the Freeman, they have the whole package. So those two teams I'm going to be really looking forward to watching in the NL East and I haven't even brought up the Washington Nationals who got Josh Bell. Overlooked. They won Always the World overlooked. Series two years ago. Sometimes there's like a World Series hangover with like your pitchers, like they're a little tired. You dig deep for that. So I, I, I'm looking at the Mets, the Nationals, and the Braves over there. But I got to say that the Braves are my pick to click though. Now I'm going to go back to one of the very first things you said. And we talked about you being an entrepreneur and I need you to trademark the Tingler train. You've been giving me all these three teams and all I've been thinking about in my head is over and over again, <laughs> the Tingler train, the Tingler train, riding the Tingler the J- train. I'm, I'm on the Jace Tingler's train, baby. <laughs> it's melodic. Like, that's a heck of a phrase. That's a heck of a phrase. All right, let's switch to the American League because the American League, I don't think it's unfair to say that the American League has some of the teams that, more of the teams that are less likely to contend. They've got more rebuilding teams. If you go to the National League, you know, maybe you're overlooking a couple teams teams in the American League there are more than a handful of teams that maybe are are building for the future is one of those teams like a a pick for you like you want to watch one of those rebuilding teams or are you just all in on these contenders the expect no 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 I'm definitely and by the way I I didn't even finish my National League and and, and you just reminded (laughs) me so I like going back to like the going over spring training and things I like to look at Run differential in spring training is something that like really intrigues me because yeah, like yeah, record, whatever, but like what's your run differential? Like how much are your guys like scoring runs and giving up runs and, and, and all of that? And like if there's something that like pops out, like let's pay attention to that. And a team that I didn't even mention in the NL East, and this and this is probably because I didn't play them last year. And I think that they have some young talent that I haven't seen. Like, they look like they got some crazy athletes. They, they have a whole bunch of people pumping 100 miles an hour. The Miami Marlins. And by the way, they had the highest win percentage in all of spring training. I think they were 14-5. and five. Their run differential was plus 35. That's absurd. 
And I'm not even mentioning them in this NL East shenanigans. So, like, I'm going to have an eye on, on the Miami Marlins for sure. And then another one of the big run differentials that I didn't say or mention, but obviously the Chicago Cubs, no, they were just okay. It was the Oakland A's and the Milwaukee Brewers, 45 oh, okay. and 34. So, so anyway, I can go to the American League now, but I had to throw out that Miami Marlins. Oh, absolutely. Like, really... They were a postseason Boom. team last year. You know, they, they made the postseason last year. And I don't remember exactly. I'm going to flub this, but I think they would have made the postseason in a normal postseason format. Like, I don't think they needed the extra, like, I think they were, cl- or close to it. They would have been close to it in that final week. They would have been, like, in the mix for playing beyond 162 game in a normal season. So they're pretty okay. I mean, at the very least. They're better than okay, and that was a a year that, like, no one was expecting anything. And, like, I got to believe that, like, Derek Jeter running that team and making all these trades, they got some young talent that that hasn't been exposed yet. So, like, I think uh, what they did last year, they have that kind of prime perfect storm of, like, like young and hungry, tasted success, and uh, now they're going to be hitting, like, they hit that faith. And now that young talent is going to, you know, has the confidence. That's that's a dangerous algorithm right there. So uh, I'll be watching them for sure. Now, another team, let's go to the American League. As you, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I, I'm going to no, be, no, my no. train's going to be jumping all over the place. But uh, another team that's super intriguing this season, and they made some big moves. They have, once again, they have the young talent. They had a great spring. I think they made the playoffs last year. Toronto Blue Jays, 16 and 9. Plus 43 run differential. Absolutely absurd. Just crushing teams. They got the Bo Bichette. Vladdy Jr. is looking like insane. Springer, one of the greatest talents in the game, you know, when he's healthy. They got pitching. They got Ryu. They got that young guy. They have some bullpen, and they had a great spring. They brought in a bunch of great players. Marcus Simeon, I didn't even mention. Bo Bichette and Marcus Simeon up the middle. It's pretty impressive. Like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough series going through that lineup uh, with Toronto. So, what's your thoughts on the American League? There's a couple other teams I, I still haven't even mentioned, but like, what's your thoughts? Who are you looking at in the American League? Well, first, I just want to say I I want to express how much I'm into the idea of the Blue Jays being like dingers the next generation. How you've got Biggio, Bichette, Guerrero. I mean, these are the guys like I grew up watching their dads, and I don't feel that old. You know what I mean? Like I don't like I'm not you know, creaking around on a cane quite yet. It's like this next generation, this next wave of guys, and I I love it. They're all in the same lineup. It's a fascinating, fascinating team. But I'm gonna be uh, a little bit boring and say the White Sox. And I, you know, I know Jimenez is out at all. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I mean, like they are like one of just a they're a thunderous team. You know, Jimenez is out, and that stinks. But who are they replacing him with? Oh, Andrew Vaughn. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like they just found some some guy on the waiver wire. They get to promote this ridiculously talented. I think it was the third overall pick recently. Like just like a really he has to hit, and he probably will. But the whole lineup is stacked. You've got Nick Madrigal. I'm looking at a projected lineup. Nick, Nick Madrigal is hitting ninth. That's absurd. And then you've got Giolito, you got Dallas Keuchel. I mean, it is a fascinating team in so many different respects. They've worked hard to you got build the werewolf. the werewolf. Yeah. So, all right. So that's right. So they got Lance Lynn. Okay. And this is perfect time because first I want you to talk about what it's like to face a guy who relies primarily on 
one pitch. And I know there's going to have different shapes. The fastballs are going to have different shapes. But generally, when you watch Lance Lynn and you know from the on-deck circle and you're getting ready to hit him, you know you're going to see hard stuff, right? You know you're not going to see too much bendy stuff. Do you like facing those guys? Does it take some of the guesswork out of it? Or are you? does it get in your head when you can't hit it when you know it's kind of coming? Well, the thing about Lance Lynn that, that makes him phenomenal, I don't think I ever had like great success off of him. In general, I did like okay off of him. Never like any big damage. But he wasn't the same pitcher that he is now. He now has, even though it's like he's throwing like 95% fastballs, he has three different fastballs and they're moving all different directions. So he has a fastball that's a cutter that's like 91, 92 that's going to like basically perform like a slider. It's just going to dart away. And that's all he threw me is cutter away, cutter away, cutter away, fastball and off, cutter away, cutter away. So I was just like looking cutter away. It's a tough pitch to hit. And he just, he locates it really well. But now, and back when I faced him, he was just like 95, 93. He's 98 now. And it's 98 with carry. So he has the 98 four seam with ride. He has a runner. He has a sinker as well. And he has a cutter. So the, the same pitch, like even, even if you know what's coming, say he's tipping or say you've like picked up the signals at second base, it's a fastball, but you don't know which direction it's going to go. So like it doesn't even matter if you know what's coming. And it, you know it's a fastball, but it, it it's one of three fastballs moving a different direction. Obviously he has the curveball. Some days... He just mixes that in there just like when he's just having fun and feeling it out. But here comes three <laughs> fastballs, three different directions. Yeah, when he's healthy, the werewolf, uh, he's angry, he's lost his mind, and he's coming to get you. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I remember when Bartolo Colon, when he when his renaissance began, I was just starting out as a professional baseball writer. And I remember making this big deal. I was like, oh, you know, he throws one pitch, he throws one pitch, he throws one pitch, and they still can't hit it. And my coworker said, no, 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 that's not one pitch. He's doing wildly different things with all of these fastballs. They're moving in all different directions. They might as well be, you know, he might as well be you, Darvish, with seven pitches. Like, it's it's just going all over the place. It's not quite the same thing. He's not Lance Lynn. Bartolo Colon was throwing one pitch. Like it was oh, like really. It was like ninety, <laughs> like ninety-five percent sinker. It was just this one pitch that moved a, like a wiffle ball, like a, a bajillion. So it like appears to be in one place, and then it dives another place. And he located he located it exceptionally well. So it's like hit this sinker that starts like half a foot off the plate and barely nibbles the corner and drops like like a foot and a half. So like he had crazy command of a pitch with crazy movement that like just really tough to hit so like it it was just deception it was like when Webb won the Cy Young with Arizona and he was just throwing this this like invisa sinker that looked like it was in one place but it was in another so there are some pitchers that do just like get away with with just this like Mariano Rivera 
it's one fastball that he's locating in different places that has abnormal movement and you don't know how they get it some people are just blessed but like bartolo had master command of this turbo sinker all right give me uh some lance lynn werewolf stories you teased it at the beginning so i, wa- I want to hear some good stories well, I mean, he, he like blacks out and is screaming and is yelling. And is, like, like I said, it's like this teddy bear that's giggling and nice and happy and like loves to have a good time and get to know you and, you know, just kind of doing his thing, just cheerful. But then he's like screaming, yelling at every uh, hitter, umpire, like just losing his mind, you know, breaking bats, you know, ripping shirts off, like, you know, just competitive, fierce, psycho and you feed off of that energy like when he's that intense it pumps you up you're like hell yeah let's rock and roll like let's get it and it just like that stuff fuels you it's what competition's about and like you feel that energy you feel that confidence you feel that i'm gonna rip your face off and that's how he's pitching now as someone who's followed the giants for years how does that differ from Ryan Vogelsong, because that's the story we heard from Ryan Vogelsong that, you know, it's Ryan Vogelsong's cool, except for that fifth day. But that seemed more like a quiet burn, like his teeth were grinding and maybe smoke was coming out of his ears rather than jerseys getting ripped off. How, How are they the same? How are they different? They're definitely different. Like Lance Lenz is like outward and he can't control it. And it's, and then neither can Vogelsong real. Like Vogelsong is like the quiet assassin. Like he like didn't talk for two days. Like you could feel the focus and the fury and like his was legit. This is a weird story. And like, I don't even know if I can tell it. So I'm not going to tell it actually. But (laughs) let me just say that every time I went out to dinner with Vogelsong, I had to stop him from flipping the table because this dude was just ready to go. (laughs) Like he was just so much intensity, competitiveness, fire and aggression. And usually he was always in the right. Like someone would like do something really rude or something. I don't know how he always attracted these events, but like (laughs) this dude was like ready to destroy. And like on the mound, he was so focused. He was so, he had put in so much work and he was so like just pure fire that I don't even know how to explain to you. So I'm going to go ahead and tell the story that I wasn't supposed to tell, but we, <laughs> we had this, we have this great lady who does like spirit animals and she like meditates on it and gets your spirit animal. And then it, it has these characteristics and they're all like wild and different. And they're all like so true. It's like, it's crazy. So it was like something that we all liked getting everyone's spirit animal. Not everyone wanted to do it. Not everyone wanted to buy in, but Vogel songs, and I hope he's okay with me saying this, was like the Komodo dragon or something. And I just remember that like we were reading the the traits of it and it was like you are hyper aggressive and like you respond to everything with crazy aggression and we were just like mind blown we were like bogey that's so you you're just this crazy <laughs> aggressive son of a gun so anyway long story short he's the Komodo dragon out there this dude is aggressive and uh he's ready to take you down Pitchers are a different breed, especially starting pitchers. Is it possible for a hitter to maintain that same kind of energy for 162 games, or would that just burn you out by May? Everyone's different, you know? Like, I needed to be angry. I needed to have, like, that football player mentality. I needed to be, like, a little wild, a little crazy. Like, the you know, the Pablo Sandoval's, you know? These guys are, like, you know, they're just, like, upbeat and boom. But then there's also, like, the super calm. Like, Crawford needed to be crazy calm. Posey needed to be crazy calm. Utley was like crazy calm. Berkman, crazy calm. Carlos Lee, very, you know? So like there's all sorts of different personalities and different energy states basically. And and no, like I remember reading like the whole Michael Jordan mind gym where it talked about between a one and a 10, like zero being super calm and 10 being crazy raging. Find your number or whatever the case may be. So that's the beauty of baseball. That's the beauty of the puzzle, the mystery that we can never solve. But just try to master yourself. Where do you perform the best at? And me, I needed to be ramped up. I needed to be like a seven, eight, 
nine to be at my best. I couldn't fake it. I couldn't fake anger. But if I could get angry, I got really good. All right, we're going to switch gears real quick to opening day because I want to get opening day stories in. So opening day is beautiful. It's, it's, it should be a national holiday. Uh, this is going to be the, the first day in decades where every team is, is their opening day is going to be on the, the same day. I want to know some of your opening day stories. And specifically, I want to know about your first opening day in the major leagues because it's 2008. You're on the Astros and you're going out there and you're seeing the bunting around the ballpark for the first time. You got the jitters and you're facing the reigning National League Cy Young winner, Jake Peavy, who uh, I think you, you might know. So what's it like just getting ready for opening day as a, as a new major leaguer? And what's it like to face the Cy Young on that opening day? I definitely think that it changes as the years go on for you. I just remember with the regards to the first one that you're talking about is like every ball I hit off the tee was like me facing Jake Peavy. And like, you know, I was just like imagining that at that, that game because I knew who we were facing. I knew who we were up against for months, you know. What's crazy is uh, I had this great spring. And the only thing I really remember is he didn't throw me a single fastball. And I was just sitting there dreaming of a fastball. So it wasn't that memorable other than he won that battle. I'm not sure who won the game. I think we might have come back and won off of Hoffman or something. Like uh, we came back on, uh, on him. But I did not hit PB very well. I don't think I ever hit very well on opening day. But the thing I remember most about opening day is like everyone, like the, the meetings in the clubhouse, the excitement from being getting through spring training, like wishing everybody good luck, all the excitement from, you know, everyone who made the team, the young people or the, the ones who made it for the first time. It's like you're really happy for them. And, and like even, you know, like just the flyovers, the festivities, the ceremony, there's just this whole bunch of bunch of stuff going on. And so like I just always am excited for, you know, lining up, you know, getting everyone ready and just like, it's kind of like this calm and this excitement before this long storm, because it's going to be a long season. All of this buildup and all this work is paying off for this moment. And it's a, it's a wonderful celebration. Opening day for me has always been, you know, even since I was a little kid, it, it's been as uh, on the fan side, something ridiculously special for me. I just wanted to tell a, a real quick story about uh, the 1994 opening day. The season wasn't completed, but opening day was special because a buddy and I, we waited in a car all night to get tickets for it. My mom, you know, she she's an enabler. She said, I will write you a note to get out of school. You know, you just go to school. It's opening day. Opening day was a holiday in our house. We went more often than not. And so I went there and I sat in the bleachers and because I'm an idiot, I got burnt, just beat red. I just, you know, I'm peeling. So I go the next Worth day. It. Yeah, no, it was, it was a perfect day. The next day I go to my high school and I have a note from my mom that says, you know, I've got the, the flu or something. And I go into the office and it's a family friend behind the desk. And she takes one look at me and she goes, oh, how was opening day? Because I'm burnt. And I go, oh, I... I <clears throat> I was sick and I slide the note and it's basically a note that it's my mom lying to the family friend and she just goes, oh, okay. And it was incredibly, incredibly awkward. That's like my one opening day memory where it's just, it highlights how into it my mom was and it also just highlights how, you know, I was just willing to get burnt and, and lie to go to opening day. I mean, I'm glad you brought up this story because like my memories as a kid of opening day was like, I was like the only one in school because everyone was doing that and nobody ever, everyone was like, yeah, of course you were sick. How was opening day? Like this lady probably wasn't even like 
mad at you. She knew you right. went to opening day. She's like, yeah, of course you're going to think you're sick to go to opening day. That's what we do. This is baseball. That's the fun of it. That should have been like a fun, like a tingly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Opening day was great. Here's my, I was had the flu there. You know what I'm saying? Like that's at least in Texas, like with the Rangers, that's how it was. Like people were walking around with like signs and stuff like Texas Rangers or whatever. And then like, I got to get out of class. I'm going to the doctor and nobody cared. You're going to school in Arlington proper, right? So like, yeah. it's not even like a half the teachers weren't there. I was like, it was like me and two other people, and we're like, man, dang it, we didn't get to go. Are you struggling to close deals? B two B selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. One more great product from LinkedIn. You're there to network. You're there to look for jobs. You're there to post jobs. And how about LinkedIn Sales Navigator? It's a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals such as job changes or which accounts you should prioritize, and shows you hidden allies so you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you the most up-to-date first-party data enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash baseball show. That is linkedin.com slash baseball show for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash baseball show and get started. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Do you have a list of the of the opening day series in front of you? Because I'm going to ask you, let's pretend like you're not going to sit and watch baseball all day. I know that you probably are. I know that I am. Let's pretend that you can pick one game to watch. And uh, personally, I can't pick the Giants in this thought experiment. I have to pick a team that's not the Giants, not the team that I cover normally. Pick one of these series. It could be based on a pitching matchup because I love that opening days when all the aces butt heads. That's that's like the best part. There's way, way too many exciting ones. There's like three in particular. But one of the teams I didn't get to mention too much about that I, I'm pretty 
excited. I think that there's going to be a big turnaround here. There's a couple teams that I'm, I'm intrigued that, to watch. But the Kansas City Royals and what they did with their spring, I know they ha- they got Santana, they got leadership, they have some young arms, and they have, I don't know if uh, Bobby Witt Jr. made it or not, but man, was, was he cool to watch. So if I'm looking at these series, the ones that I'm targeting that I'm like really exciting opening day series, Blue Jays and Yankees. I mean, Garrett Cole versus Ryu, the Yankees are legit. And the Blue Jays are legit. That's going to be a, an intense first series for sure. As I'm going through this, I got to hit up a couple other ones that I think are going to be pretty good. I think that the, the matchup with the Nationals and the Mets, DeGrom versus Scherzer, at least the first game, maybe not the whole series, but DeGrom versus Scherzer, tough to beat. Rangers and Royals, like I said, I want to see what they're about. And the Royals had this insane spring. So I'm definitely going to be like long eye on that one. And I think the other one that's, uh, that's pretty exciting, Rays and Marlins. Uh, oh, there we go. You're on that Marlins train. I'm excited to see the Marlins. Now, I think some of the teams that I'm excited about, like you said, the White Sox, but I think, you know, the White Sox versus the Angels, I just, I think the White Sox are heavily favored. You know, the Angels are good too, though. So a lot of times you, 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 you put your foot in your mouth when you say these things. So you just want to watch baseball. Yeah, I just want to watch all of them. Pretty much, I can't pick one. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was focusing on the Astros A's for the specific reason that this is in Oakland and it's going to have fans and it's going to have fans who have opinions about the Houston Astros and it's going to have a smaller opening day crowd than perhaps you might otherwise see it's because because of restrictions it's going to have I think 11,000 people in it you're going to hear individual voices and so just from a pure like peanut gallery perspective I'm kind of interested in that one like I want to I want to see what that game's like with fans you know I don't want to get involved with, uh, you know, all of that drama. I don't want to get involved with that, but I am interested in the game. I think the Astros are really good, and they had a horrific spring. It was bad. And the A's dominated spring. Like, I think they might have had the biggest run differential, first or second in all of baseball. And, you know, like, the A's lost Hendricks. They lost, like... You know, a couple is Simeon, but they still, like, they got after it, and, and they're always good, especially when you don't even expect them to be good. So it seems like they're gonna, they are they kind of bounce back. So I'm, I'm interested in, in just seeing the new athletics, what they're coming with. And there was uh, Jed Lowry. I'm interested to see Jed Lowry because I know he had the huge knee issue, and he's a friend of mine. He's a great player. And two-year, you know, contract with the Mets. He didn't get to play much. There was some weird incident where they didn't want him to have surgery. He wanted surgery. They were like, we're not going to pay you. I don't know what happened. But I know that he was hurt, and they they didn't want him to get surgery, and he needed it. I, he felt like he needed it. So I'm happy to see him healthy, and I want to see what Jed Lowry has to have, you know, what he looks like. Baseball. Baseball's coming back. There are, you know, gosh, what, 750 major leaguers, and I want to watch every, every single one of them. Every single one of them's got a story. All right. We can't leave without predictions. We have oh to have, gosh. We have, I have to get a prediction out of you. And let's not yes. make like, 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 I guess before the season, we could make our World Series prediction, a first series prediction, and something outlandish prediction. Ooh, something outlandish prediction. Okay, okay. Let's have okay. a few predictions and then we can call it. All right, I'm going to have the World Series prediction, and it's going to be awful and boring, and people are going to hate it, but it's going to be the Dodgers. I mean, that that's how I feel. I know that it's a long season, and there's so many terrors Ooh. lurking in the... I know. There's, there's, there's so many monsters under the bed of any baseball season, 
they're the best team. I mean, it, if on paper, on paper, on paper, they've been the best team for five years. They, they've only gotten to the promised land once. So I don't know. But if I have to be honest with myself, it's the Dodgers. But if I'm going for an outlandish prediction to make up for that, I'm going to go Austin Slater, uh, 2020 season. I'm going to go Austin Slater. I'm going to I'm going to say he's going to get a little power. He's going to stay healthy. He's going to swipe some bags. And uh, it's not just because I have him on my fantasy team. I think he's about to about to click. He's an offensive powerhouse. I don't know about that speed, the 20 bags, but I think he's going to have an incredible <laughs> all-star caliber offensive season. The dude mashes, knows what he's doing, smart, great human. I like that prediction. What is your opening series? What, what's, what's an opening series prediction? Opening series prediction, I'm going to predict that a team that you don't expect is going to sweep. And let me just pick one. Just throwing a dart, I'm going to say like the Tigers over the Indians. Just something that makes fans of one team just gnash their teeth. Because even though it's early, it's all the baseball you have. And so it's the world. It's 100% of the season. And so if you lose a series to like the Tigers or something like that, or the Rockies sweep the, the Tigers Dodgers. Tigers aren't as bad as they, they, they're sneaky right now. They got some young talent. I think they're the favorite. I don't know what the betting odds are, but I think they're the favorite. One team like that that you're not expecting, just sort of like surprising and making the other team rue the opening series. That's my prediction. So you have the Dodgers winning the World Series, but who's the American League team they're going to beat? American League team they're going to beat? Again, boring, but Yankees. I mean, it's they're just so good. I, 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 would, I think a White Ooh. Sox Padres... I know. White Sox Padres World Series would have a freshness to it, a fireworks, you know, I think Yankees Dodgers, somewhere a Fox executive just like sat up in bed going, whoa, yes. Book this, Braves, Bravos, Bravos to the World Series and winning it all. Freddie Freeman's hungry. He said, Chipper Jones, you're missing the one thing. I'm coming for it. They brought in Charlie Morton. They got the pitch and they got the Acuna. They got the Acuna <laughs> Matata. They got the Pablo Sandoval. He's coming for his fourth ring, baby. Let's go. He was crushing and he's nasty and he's a vibe and he brings energy and he's electric and the Bravos are going to come through. I'm rooting for my Padres. Dodgers are not going to make the World Series. That's my bold prediction. It's tough to go back to back. You know, I know they added Bauer and they got all the pitching, but man, the National League is stacked. It's stacked. And I got the Bravos breaking through, man. They're pissed. They're hungry. When you lose, it builds a little demon inside you that's pissed and ready to come with it. And it builds this crazy fire. When you win, you tend to celebrate. And it takes a rare psycho, a rare Kobe Bryant to win and not be and, and be more pissed off. Who are they beating? I think they're going to beat. Let me see my American League. I think they're going to beat. Who's got the pitching? I, I'm going White Sox because I like their bullpen. I'm a bullpen fanatic. I'm a bullpen fiend, and uh, I'm going to go with the White Sox. Oh, it could be the A's, though. Ooh, who do I want? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go White Sox. Oh, I don't like it, though. I don't like it. Something tells me. But I, I, I love that Tim Anderson, he came out and was like, we're the best team. Like, I want to see that happen, and, and La Russa coming back. I'm going to believe in the La Russa method, the old school method, and uh, I'm going to take – that's my prediction right there, Braves and White Sox. Bravo's taking it. My early series special – well, obviously, I think the Cubs are going to crush. They're, they had a great spring. I'm going to take the A's, A's sweeping the Astros. That's a tough one, though. It is. But, yeah, you got to make bold predictions like that. And you've, you've got fans back for the first time. Last in bold prediction. Higantes to the playoffs. Los Giants, baby. They're That's good. not they're just better. Homer they're, talking. They're sneaky. They got hitters. They got Solano. They got Slater. They got the Yaz man. They got some bullpen arms. They got some sneaky arms. I think that the Giants are uh, they're better than people think. I think it's going to be Dodgers, Padres, and Giants. 
just crushing the league. For my day job, I, I cover the Giants and I write opinion pieces, analytical pieces about the Giants. And it's hard for me to write something that doesn't get me yelled at in the comments because a lot of what I'm writing is like, hey, the Giants pitching staff is pretty deep. And that's important. You know what I mean? It's like they might not have Cy Young 1, Cy Young 2, Cy Young 3, but they have like 20 guys they can mix and match who are all major league cal caliber arms. And they're going to be able to have depth through the long season, especially a long season after a shortened season. Like, And then the hitting's the same way. It's like, who's the worst hitter on the Giants? He's pretty okay like they have arms they have a deep lineup i love the hitting staff there they're a lot better than you think they were like a, a snap of the finger away from the playoffs last year so that's my bold prediction i mean obviously i gotta root for him so why why not make a bold prediction with my boys you've got a captive audience here trust me, trust me. <laughs> all right thanks for listening be sure to check out the athletic mlb each week mondays we have ken rosenthal's mailbag uh, tuesdays we have jason stark with starkville uh thursdays are going to be hunter pence and grant brisby and fridays it's going to be keith law and dvr we'll be back next thursday thanks so much for listening